You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast. This segment is brought to you by Alan Gray. 50 years of long-term investing. Alan Gray is an authorized financial services provider. Tax season is upon us. Well, tax submissions have gone through for most people. Those that haven't submitted, you should probably get it done. Uh, it's winding up. You sh- you have until the end of this month in all likelihood. Uh, if you're a business, most likely you should have also prepared those. Uh, but we're looking at it from a personal point of view more than anything else. And I'm going to be joined on the line by the head of tax at Alan Gray, Carla Rousseau, to take a look at how you can make the most of your tax benefits this season. Uh, Good evening, Carla. Thanks so much for taking the time. Uh, Obviously, taxes are inevitable. They are uh, an essential part of what we do and what we go through uh, as citizens of the country. Um, But why is it important to look at your taxes and look at them from a financial planning perspective and not just say, here's submission, it's submission time, let's get things through? So good evening, Jimmy, and good evening to to all your listeners. Yes, I mean, tax has a significant impact on your investment return. And I guess with so many products to choose from, it's very easy to get overwhelmed. So I think it's important to firstly understand what the tax advantages are of the various investment products, and then to balance it with your financial needs and your your objectives. Um, And we should also remember that you cannot look at tax efficiency in isolation. Oftentimes I hear individuals saying, look, I I want the product that's, you know, most tax efficient. Um, And that's not necessarily the best thing to do. You you need to consider each product's suitability and flexibility and then ensure that it's also appropriate for for your long-term financial goals. So as you mentioned, this time of the year, um, a very, very good opportunity to take stock of your taxes. And, and what I personally do, firstly, I ensure that my tax affairs are in, in order. I log on to my e-filing profile with SARS and I make sure that I've submitted all my tax returns, uh, revisit some of the tax implications of, of my investment decisions to make sure it's still appropriate and suitable for my financial long-term goals. And then lastly, and most importantly, I think is, is to maximize uh, the tax benefits associated with products such as retirement funds and, and tax-free investments. And, and why this is so important is because they're annual tax benefits. So if you don't use them, you, you lose the benefit uh, of these these products and, and making contributions to these products. So I would encourage all the listeners, have a look at your budget. I know we cash trapped. You know, but if you have cash to spare, it's definitely worthwhile considering retirement funds, tax-free investments, and taking advantage of, of the tax incentives before the tax year runs out. Mm. I like that you bring up those particular um, incentives or the incentives related to the retirement uh, side of things, but also to the tax-free savings uh, products that are out there. Uh, you mentioned something uh, quite important, Carla, to say that the it, it's more around aligning it with the product uh, that, that exists as well. And when we look at those products, how do we then compare them? How do you, obviously sitting down with a financial planner is essential and, and making sure that you have someone like that in your corner is, is very important understand the products uh, but how do we compare some of these benefits if we're looking to do a bit of research we're looking to just uh, get an understanding of some of these benefits yes i think when we consider retirement annuity fund and a tax-free investment that's exactly right you have to look at the tax 
advantages, but then also the restrictions, because unfortunately there are some restrictions with these products. So just briefly, if we look at a retirement annuity fund, you know, contributions are tax deductible up to um, certain parameters. Currently, the tax deductible contribution is capped at 27.5% of the greater of your taxable income or or remuneration. Um, Another benefit is that you pay no tax on interest, dividends, or the capital gains whilst you invested in that product. But like I said, there's restrictions. So you you cannot access that product uh, before you retire. If, however, you then proceed to compare that to a tax-free investment, um, you know, they are not as restrictive. You can access that investment at any point in time. um, But you need to remember, unfortunately, that your contributions aren't tax-deductible um, and that that investment forms part of your state for state duty purposes. So if you sit down and you're wondering, you know, which one should I choose? Uh, it's, it's not always a case of, you know, choosing the one over the other, but rather a question of using both for different needs. So, for example, a, a tax-free investment, growth, uh, absolutely free of capital gains tax. So that's an excellent option for investing on behalf of your child as a way to save for, for education. But then you need to be disciplined and you have to resist that temptation of withdrawing from your investment accounts. Um, if we're looking at it from a retirement savings perspective, in most cases, your retirement funds offer the best tax deal. So, uh, but, but there you need to be able to live with restrictions, uh, which accompanies this product. So it, it's not a case of choosing one over the other, but rather maybe a combination of both to fulfill different objectives. Carla, you mentioned being disciplined and um, working within restrictions. I I know there are some over-enthusiastic taxpayers out there that often uh, contribute a little too much towards uh, these particular plans or towards their goals because they want to ensure that they make the most of this by the time they retire. How do we deal with that? How do we deal with over-contributions or accidentally paying too much into uh, a tax-free savings account, if that's even possible. Uh, how, how do you navigate all of that as, as an investor and as a taxpayer? Yeah, it's a brilliant question, Jimmy. Uh, I think we need to look at the two products separately. So if we consider a retirement annuity fund, if you, if you contribute an excess of that 27.5%, the excess non-deductible amount may be carried forward to the next year. So from a tax perspective, there's no such thing as contributing too much to a retirement fund. Since you either get the benefit in the same tax year or, or in the following tax year, provided, of course, that you declare that contribution to SARS in your tax return so that they have a record of it. If we look at our tax reinvestment, you're only allowed to contribute 36,000 Rand a year. And that's very, very important because as soon as you exceed that maximum limit, there's a tax penalty of 40%. And so oftentimes what you will, what you will hear or find from, from individuals is that they use more than one service provider to contribute to, to a tax-free investment. And so it's very important that you keep track of how much you've contributed at each of these services service providers to ensure that you don't exceed that 36,000 rand in aggregate. Carla, I want to pick your brain about something. It's not often that the uh, head of tax at Alan Gray uh, is on the line and we're going into budget speech next week. And obviously around that, the million dollar question is, are we going to see a wealth tax? Are we going to see an increase in VAT? What are your thoughts or expectations, at least from next week's budget speech as it relates to taxpayers? And around that, um, how do you, as a taxpayer, how do you then look towards 
preparing yourself? Obviously, we touched on the financial planner aspect of it, but I imagine Alan Gray would have other resources available for taxpayers to say, okay, this announcement's come out. I need to get on the phone with a team and identify one, two, three, four, five things that I need to deal with. Yes, so that's definitely the question on everyone's minds at, at present. What's going to happen next week, Wednesday? I think um, it's important to put things in perspective and to remember that the budget is a balancing act. So it's a balancing act between Treasury's revenue forecast and, and government spending. And unfortunately, on the revenue side, you know, things are pretty dire. We, we have three key drivers of revenue in South Africa, and that is that corporate tax and, and personal income tax. And I think the finance, finance minister is finding himself between a rock and a hard place at the moment. His options are very limited. He either needs to borrow more funds, we need to raise taxes, or drastically cut government expenditure. Uh, in November last year, the midterm budget policy statement you know, already sounded the alarm on weaker public finances um, for both personal income tax and, and corporate income tax collections coming under pressure. Uh, personal income tax uh, continues to struggle as a result of high unemployment, such retrenchment in response to a weak economy. So, I guess, and any increase in in our personal income tax rates would therefore just further you now worsen this position and 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 places an additional financial burden on households. Um, unfortunately, if we move to corporate income tax, you know, we we were very lucky in the recent years with with corporate income tax windfalls. Um, but unfortunately, that has dwindled because we're not benefiting from price increases in, in, in key commodities. And I guess um, the finance minister were using that to, to kind of manage the, the book as such. Um, you know, then we move on to government expenditure. And the, again, the picture doesn't look great. We've got ESCOM struggling. And, and why is ESCOM important? Because it's the fastest growing expenditure item for the government. We have a bloated public sector wage bill. That, again, is government's biggest expenditure item. And then you have, in addition to that, spending pressures associated with state-owned enterprises. So, you know, you're left wondering how sustainable is this picture. Um, but with all bad news, there's always a silver lining. And I guess on the positive side, um, we know that there's been meaningful improvement in, in SARS, um, especially the... Uh, administrative competence, the, the tax enforcement, the revenue collection ability. But, you know, to be realistic, with a, with a shrinking tax base, there's only so much that SARS can do to collect more taxes. So we all know we need to grow this economy. We need to create more jobs so that we can expand uh, on, that, on that tax base. I guess for listeners, you know, wondering, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm going to listen to a budget speech next week. Not sure what's going to happen, but, you know, how can I some somehow safeguard myself i think you know it comes back to this tax season making use of the tax benefits that that government has offered to to the public make sure you take you know maximum benefit of a retirement annuity of a of a tax-free saving um because like you said nobody likes paying taxes and we don't like paying more than what we should everybody wants to make the most of it and you have all the tools that you need to do so. We'll leave it at that. Thanks so much, Carla. That's Carla Rousseau, Head of Attacks at Alan Gray, chatting to us about how to maximize your tax benefits this year. This segment was brought to you by Alan Gray. 50 years of long-term investing. Alan Gray is an authorized financial services provider.
You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM market update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.